What is up, everybody? Today, we have a lot to talk about. We have week 14 in the NFL. We got to talk about Demarius Thomas and who the best quarterbacks in the land are. Let's get into it. What is going on, spectators? Today, I am here with Brooklyn, as always. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Getting into the holiday spirit. We got Christmas around the corner. Okay. We were talking about it before. We got 12 days getting these presents yes, in. Man. Amazon working hard. Yes, we working Jeff Bezos to the bone. No, I wish we were. I wish we were, because mm, <laughs> we, we ain't going against <laughs> This ain't that type of podcast. I wish we please. were. But yeah. No, nah, man, but I'm, I'm excited. Happy to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Twelve days Christmas. That is when the song starts. So today uh, is is first day of true celebration. If you got one of those like boards that you open stuff twelve <laughs> days before Christmas, congratulations. Here you go. Go crazy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's let's get right into it. Let's do it how we do every week with our NFL winners and losers. Do you want to start? What you want me to start with, winner or loser? Whichever your heart desires, King. I, lo I love a good loser. You're telling me. I love a good loser. And this week, my loser is a two-parter. I'm ready. We throw, we throwing it in twice. Because people do not learn before games start. Stay off the logo. Aww. Stay off the logo Aww. because it's not going to end well for yeah. you. It's just not. More often than not, yeah. It's not going to end well. And the Raiders... <laughs> were a product of that, man. Yeah. Let me tell you. They have a team meeting on the Chiefs' arrowhead to start the game. As if the Patty Chiefs didn't beat their <laughs> booties in last time they played. Oh, and that, that that's part two. To, okay. okay. Well, to, to wait. Okay. So, Patty and friends, to start <laughs> the game for the first half, they go on to put 35 points on their head top. Jesus, man. 35 that's what you get so you people get. don't they they don't they don't, learn. they don't learn every time you go on the logo before the game or you want to celebrate on the logo it's not gonna end it well doesn't. that's that's one of the most disrespectful things you could do yeah. now going into the second part like you mentioned they they got whooped yeah, whooped they got whooped and I have a number for you oh I was I had this number ready too I think have a point total oh, in the two yep. games. I had this number two. <laughs> in the two games that they lost, the Las Vegas Raiders awesome. were outscored by the Kansas City Chiefs 89 to 23. Bro, it's so bad. <laughs> Eight quarters of football, 89 points. And two losses. That's so bad. That is terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> they didn't change a thing. Bro. In fact, they got worse. They, did. they literally they scored. scored less and gave up more in the second game. So that that's my wholesome loser, and I'm I love every bit of it. <laughs> okay, okay, I can get down to that. Um, mm -hmm. A loser for me. There, there's quite a few of them. There's quite mm -hmm. a few of them, and I'm gonna go with the AFC North as a Fair whole. Enough. This division is a fat loser. And here's why. Here's why. You announced the Browns dead, I think, three weeks ago. 
Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty fair assumption. They're still in the playoff race. And honestly, if they rattle off two wins, they might get in the playoffs. If they go two and two, they might get in. Just kind of how everything looks. Um, the Steelers at one point looked like they could be a team to kind of make the playoffs and then clearly just are not that. Um, Big Ben and Claypool is a disaster. And Claypool is like... Dude, it's crazy how, like, Chase Claypool and Juju are, like, so talented and so detrimental to their team at the same time. It's insane. Uh, can, can we get into that after you uh, wrap up your point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about okay. those guys in particular. Um, Lamar goes down, and now Lamar Jackson, with not playing this game, is now trailing Taylor Heineke <laughs> in total passing yards, which we'll talk more about later, too. Heineke! Um, Ravens are in first place at 8-5. and five. They're one game ahead of the Browns who are in last place. Or no, I guess the Steelers are in last place now. And then the Bengals lose an OT game to the 49ers. And it's going to be tough for any of these teams to make the playoffs that aren't winning the division. Uh, Bengals play the Broncos next week, who will play really, really well. Uh, winner of that's probably going to sneak in. You got to worry about the Chargers getting in. This division, you could have seen four teams that could have made the playoffs, at least in terms yeah. of view, and now they only will probably get one. And it's because they're not very good, and half their wins are coming off each other because they're not very good. So Yeah. It's tough, and I, I still stand on my the Browns are dead thing because they win by two against the Ravens. And to be and fair, that's... it was a late comeback with like an offside, onside kick and – and you also lose Lamar Jackson, so yeah. all that's tough. So I, I still stand on that. But yeah, you're you're right. The AFC North is just a wasteland. Their records are good, but the teams aren't. Yeah, it's just so weird, and they and they're weird, weirdly good and weirdly bad at the same time. The Ravens have been up and down all year with Lamar Jackson. He didn't score a touchdown to start the year for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That that was a whole weird thing. Um, you got the Bengals, who look like a powerhouse. Look some, like Joe dude, Burrow some, coming off of the ACL injury was just going to be a monster. Yeah. They fold. <laughs> they're, they're a weird team, too. Like, some weeks they'll score 40, and the next they do this week and have to score 20 in the second half just to get to overtime. And it was like... And and that's what happens with a young, inex, inexperienced team. Like, you're, you're not going to have yeah. that consistency. So, well, we'll see what happens. And then the Browns, we're... we're We've gone in so many times on them. Same thing with Steelers. Yeah. But yeah, like like you mentioned with Claypool, that was just a wild thing, man. To especially with the reaction to not take any accountability on that and blame the linemen when you're over here celebrating a first down on a two minute drill. No timeouts. Just no timeouts. And when you look at it in hindsight, if they have those extra Five to twelve. They could have ran seconds. another play. They could have ran another play, and that play could have won them the game. Yeah. So for you to end up doing that, and then you, you end up blaming the yeah. linemen. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. So that's just tough, tough. And then same thing with Juju. He's a he's a problem child himself on the field. Well, and, and Juju Juju's the perfect example of like what happened with the Raiders. Like Juju's been that guy who's kind of disrespected teams before a game, and then yeah. like they've gotten whooped because of it, and he's taken some shots because of it, and yeah, you know, two don't... two very very talented young players who have, they just had the mentality, and I mean 
who's to say they don't I think, overtime? I think they do. I think just, like, they want to have, like, a little bit too much fun sometimes. Like, there's not enough, like, there's not a switch for, like, hey, this is high pressure, let's go, go, go. Yeah. I don't think they have that. Yeah, that's the thing. After the game, do whatever you want. Before yeah. the game and during the game especially. Yeah, particularly during the game. Like, don't do what you did, what Chase did with literally, like, 30 seconds left and no timeouts. That, co- that cost them, like, at least nine seconds. And it's like, oh, no, they're... There's the game. Uh, there you go. And he had a pretty decent game, too, and that kind of overshadows it. So, And then especially where they are, like, a loss like that just hurts. That, that loss, their, their season's over. Because now they have, hurt, now they have to play the Patriots, the Titans, the Ravens, and the Browns. They're not winning three of those games. They're just not. No. And they have to win no. three of those games to get in. So their season's over. Um, yeah. If, if you're the Steelers, you try and lose all four, truly. And uh, you, you go and try and beef up that defense because it needs a lot of help. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you got oh, a winner? Uh, yeah. We um we like to talk about moral victories and moral winners <laughs> here a lot over here at the Spectators. We do. And uh, last night in primetime, we had a crazy game that our uh, have been crazy. fellow member of the spectators gerard which you'll hear from in a little bit um he was at the game he got to witness all this you'll uh you'll get a little taste of his reactions coming here soon but that game was wild that game was wild the bucks looked like they were just gonna bully the bills and they did they did they definitely did they did for a half and then as the saying goes a tale of two halves the bills come back all the way back, in fact, and take back. it into overtime. All the way back. And then they end up losing. But the reason why they're the moral victory winners here for me is because to be able to come back against a Bucks like that and take it into overtime when you look just dead in the water. Yeah, they look bad. You had no business the being there bad. at that point. You look terrible, especially when they've been on a slide. Everybody's been knocking them down, as we should. They, they have been playing... Not up to their potential. No, I have a close. So, naturally. So, they end up getting there. And, I mean, to get to that point, and then everybody's saying they got cheated. Could. If you want to look at it. No problem. Refs. It happens. Play better before that. The refs don't make an issue. Play better before. Exactly. exactly. Especially in football. Like, in the NBA, you can kind of make that case a little bit more, I think. Um, Because, like, you miss a three. Or, like, they call a weird foul, and then it goes the other way. They hit a three, and now it's, like, a five-point swing. You're like, oh, well, that was pretty immediate. The NFL, it's like, you had plenty of game to make a play or yeah. two. But the fact that it comes down to that in a situation where everybody thought they wouldn't even get there is good to me because you take them that far. And then the rest of their schedule is not that tough. It's not crazy, so they're on the they're on the brink of missing the playoffs right now. They're the seven seed. They're seven and six. Not great, but the worry is that they wouldn't make the playoffs. I think they're more winners because I think they do now. Because out of the next four games, only one of them, in my opinion, they really have to worry about, that's and that's week. at New England yeah. in two weeks. Two weeks Before yeah. that, they got Carolina, and then after that, they got Atlanta and the Jets. I think those three are just a wash. They win them, cakewalk, cool. They go um. Three and one at best. And they're in a good spot. They're in the playoffs. Everybody's happy. Yeah. 
There we go. Uh, piggybacking off my loser earlier too. They don't. Ha- they don't even have to go three and one to make it in because they're going against pretty much all those AFC North teams to get in. Besides the Broncos, the Broncos are a little sneaky. Um, but all the other AFC North teams are pretty much the ones they're going against, and I think all of them will probably go two and two. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have to worry too much as long as the Bills go two and two here. They're probably in. Yeah, as long as you control your own destiny, yeah. don't put it into the hands of oh. Don't this lose. Has don't to lose to Carolina. That's it. Just don't lose to Carolina. Yeah, and you're probably fine. Don't lose to the Jets either. You're not gonna. You're not gonna like it, Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have a winner today. Okay. And it's a pretty broad one, but I think it's important to mention. Okay. Running backs. My winner this week is running backs. Dalvin Cook, 205 yards on 27 rushes, two touchdowns. Then you got uh, Alvin Kamara with 120 yards and a touchdown. And I think he had like another 60 on the air. Uh, and, and Gerard will talk more about the particulars for most of them later. Uh, Rashad Penny had a great day with 140 yards and two touchdowns, I believe. Melvin Gordon had two touchdowns at 100 yards. Uh, Jamal Williams on the same team with the Broncos had two touchdowns. There was a lot of really good guys running the ball. Leonard Fournette, I think, had a 100-yard game. Justin Fields had 70 yards. He's not a running back, but running the football, mm-hmm. baby. Um, yeah, just people running the football. They had a good weekend. And I like football better when running backs are good. I think it's more fun. Absolutely. Uh, no, and and uh, I mentioned it before, too. Uh, we finally have three people. We've been Brooklyn's been doing a graphic every week for the top three uh, counting stats every week, and uh, Derrick Henry's been out for about five weeks now, maybe six, and he's been in the top three every single week since he's been out because he was that far ahead, and he is officially no longer in the top three because it took a 200-yard effort from Dalvin Cook. But, hey, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there insane that derrick henry has been able to keep that top spot (laughs) it goes to show you that a lot of injuries have happened that running back and then like somebody how good he was how good he was the injuries the running back by committee groups that they're kind of are like if san francisco had one runner that was healthy all year he would probably lead the league or like you know that top three but Uh it's it's a common courtesy in san francisco as a running back to get hurt and let the third fourth fifth string play a little bit Everybody got to share the rock. Yeah, they got. They need to. Yeah, exactly. They're just trying to feed their homies. <laughs> it's, Everybody got to eat. That's all it is. Everybody got to eat. Yeah, so that's that's one of my winners. Uh, you got any more? You got any straggler winners? Straggler loser? Either or. Um, I got a little bit of both. Okay. Got a little bit of both. Uh, you took you took one of them in your uh, AFC North rant. Okay. With uh, my loser was gonna be Lamar going down the Ravens, all that. Yada, yada. Okay. Won't get back into it. Uh, but a quick audible. I won't get too deep into it, though. Okay. Um, it pains me to say it, man. But just the reunion with Carolina and Cam Newton. Oof. It looked so good. Yeah. And then it just... Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it hasn't been good. Gets benched. Now, now they want to do the dual quarterback with PJ and Cam, and Jeez. it's tough, man. It's tough. I really want to see Cam ball. It it was such a good-hearted 
Christmas story too. Want to say it where, where he comes back home? Could have could have gave them a little run, but it doesn't happen. Dude, and then oh. no, what 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 did you have? I was just gonna say, piggybacking off of that loser, just the the Panthers as a team, man. They were three and zero. They were looking good. Yeah. Defense looked crispy, looked oh, spicy. Three and zero, five and eight now. Yeah, tough. So really that's tough. It. That's it. So, um, before I give my other little winner, do you have another one? Because mine's going to be a segue. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we're on the same page, so I'm going to let you go with it. I think you're on the okay. same page. So, let, let me get comfy. I think we're on the same page here. So, <laughs> my winner is Father Time himself. Okay. We're kind of on the same page. Tom, Thomas bit. Brady. Thomas. <laughs> Tequila Tom. Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. <laughs> He breaks another record. Yeah. The, the man doesn't stop. No. He just does not stop. And shout out to Drew Brees. He held this for a while, and now Tom's at the top of everything. He's in <laughs> his own league. Look at QB all-time uh, stats. He Still is <laughs> number one in passing attempts. Yep. He's number one in passing yards. Yep. He's number one in passing touchdowns. And yesterday against the Buffalo Bills, he is now number one in passing completions. Pretty crazy. Pretty and crazy. the segue is, we're going to go in and talk about who is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Yes, sir. And now I say all those things about Tom. Historically, he's leading all that. Yeah. Well, this season, he's leading the whole league in that, too. <laughs> So, I think I can speak for me and Julian and say, in theory, that should be the number one guy. In theory. Right? In theory. <laughs> We're not here to talk about theories. We're not here to talk about theories. <laughs> um, yeah, you kind of said everything that needed to be said. Tom is the best to ever do it. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody else will have any type of resemblance to the accolades and success that he has had through his career. And it's pretty impressive that he's able to continue to do this to this day. He's leading the league in passing yards, in attempts, in touchdowns. I think he's like top three or four in completion percentage. Like he's um, yeah. he's doing he's doing pretty well for himself this season, and the Bucks are doing pretty well too. And they've had a lot of question marks. We've doubted the Bucks on this show. We've doubted the Bucks a couple of times. I don't really know why. Yeah. We never really did. I think we just kind of did it just to be like, huh, gotcha. Um, well, we never really like doubted, doubted them. We just let it be known that there that was the, like questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we knew when it comes down to it yeah. that they were going to be back where they needed yep. to be. Yeah, like, we did, we did, we certainly did. So, so yeah. Uh, I mean, we're 14 weeks in, and if the season ended today, Tom's won an MVP. It's just that simple. There's nobody even close. I don't even. I'm not willing to even listen to another argument. Genuinely, I'm not. Yeah. Unless you wanted to say Jonathan Taylor, but for him to get it, they would have to win like the. Ne- Went out. They would have to win yeah. out. And he would have to ball. That's the only way. Um, yeah, I can't even think of anybody else. I said it was going to be Stafford before the year. I still stand by that. If he like felt healthy all year, they've kind of had a weird little lull. Mm-hmm. Um, but top quarterbacks in the league. I want to go top three because I think three is where it gets actually debating. Because if you say oh top ten, it's like okay, well we're gonna have the same ten guys, just maybe the order is slightly different. Top three guys in the league. Mm-hmm. Starting at number one is actually easier 
I think going down is harder because I think going down is where the baits get in. Who's the best quarterback in the league? So I feel like right now, with just off the run that they're on, you got to give it to Mr. Uh, Patty Mahomes. Just slinging it. He's number four in passing yards with 3,600. Um, tied with Josh Allen at uh, 27 with passing touchdowns. I mean, just they're, they're on a roll. I And I think um, you got to give it to him right now. He, he looks explosive. He looks good. So... Okay, I didn't expect that at all. I didn't expect that at all for number one out of you, to be honest with you. No. Wow. Okay. Um, we mentioned in theory, it's not a theory for me, Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the league. Well, I, I was taking it away from, because we we already established that Well, no, 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 no. We're, we're saying who's the best. I asked you, you told me Patrick Mahomes. I, I was skipping Tom no, no, because no, no, we, no. okay, then... It's Tom Brady. Number two. The number two. Okay. So you're Tom also at one? Yeah. I, okay. Like I said, we, we went over that, so I didn't feel no, like no, just no. We gotta talk go, about going it. in hard. We got to talk did, about it because a lot of people will tell you that despite Tom being the best at a lot of these things and him having the longevity, mm-hmm. um, he's not really making a lot of the throws that he maybe once did despite, again, that completion percentage, but that's a lot of like check down type mm-hmm. stuff. He's using Leonard Fournette a lot and all that. Um, yeah. but with Tom, he's kind of one of those, when it comes down to it, you, you know, you got a dog type of quarterbacks and he's won a lot of games just off of him being him this year. And it's yeah. been honestly impressive that, you know, no hate to Derek Carr, but if you threw Derek Carr in there, who they have very similar stats, despite the touchdowns, the bucks would have three to four more losses. They mm-hmm. just would. Yeah. So that's why I don't like to look too much at the numbers, but Tom has been really, really good. Uh, but number two for me. So you have Mahomes at number two, mm-hmm. right? I'm. This is a weird one because there's a lot of weird other things in play here. I think Patrick Mahomes is maybe the most talented quarterback we've ever seen in this league. I'm going to stand by that for a long time. I don't think he is right now. Okay. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. He's missed a couple of games. He had like an injury, then he had COVID. So he's missed a couple of games. His counting stats are a little bit lower, right? Uh, 27 touchdowns to four incomplete, or not incompletions, imagine. Uh, four interceptions. Uh, he has the best differential in the league right now. He's usually one of those top guys with differential. He doesn't turn the ball over very much. Um, yesterday, the Bears were winning the, their, that game. They are beating the Packers pretty bad. I think they were up yeah. like two scores or three scores. And our group chat was going crazy, talking about, oh, my God, the Bears are good. And me and Brooklyn said, or I, I, I know I specifically said, so keep that energy when the Packers blowed them out in the second half. And they kind of did. They went 24 unanswered. Yeah. Typical Aaron Rodgers fashion. It was just kind of dominant. Aaron Rodgers mentioned a couple weeks ago that he owns the Bears, and he certainly does own the Bears. I'm, I thank my lucky stars. He didn't say that about the Vikings. He doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have as many wins against the Vikings as he does the Bears. So shout out. Um, but man, feel bad for Bears fans. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I not even a little bit. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, um, kind of on the same thing as Brady, where now he's starting to fight Father Time just a little bit. He's clearly not as mobile as he used to be. Part of Aaron Rodgers' shtick 
was kind of the big Ben shtick where he got out of situations a lot, rolled out, maybe would do some runs, maybe would extend plays a little longer. He's not doing that quite as good as he once did, but he doesn't need to now because, like, I feel like he has the best weapons he's ever had. And uh, Rogers looking cute. Looking cute. I'm not mad at that. So that's my number not two mad. quarterback in the league. Who's number three? Okay, so this one, you may count it as a little bit of a reach, possibly. Okay, we'll see. But to start the year and for a very, very good chunk of the year, this guy was looking like he was MVP. Stafford? No. Josh Allen. He gay. No. Oh, my God. Okay. Sheesh. He ends up uh, missing a few games. Okay. And with those games missed, he's still at the top of a decent amount of stats. Kyler Murray. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kyler Murray. I was like, who? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, passing yards, he's a little bit deeper. He's in at 25 with uh, 2,300 and change. Okay. No big deal. He's 13th in the league in touchdowns. He's first in yards per passing attempt. He got a good arm. He got a great arm. He's fourth in yards per um, passing completion. He's 11th in yards per game, which is pretty impressive considering how many games he missed. And then he still has the number one passer rating in the NFL, which is also pretty impressive. So considering if you throw in those games that he missed, this is where the reach comes in because obviously in hindsight, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't exist. They don't. If he kept that pace, or even just a little bit under the bar of that pace. He'd probably be top three in every stat. Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. No, so, that, that's why that's why I go with Kyler Murray as my number three. I can get down with that. I love Kyler. You know I'm a big Kyler fan. Mm-hmm. Um, the injury scares me. I think injuries might be an issue for his career. I just do, especially kind of the way he plays. I hope it's not. Yeah. Especially because, like, this one was an ankle, and it kind of left him out longer than it should have. He came back, and it went back out. And those type of things really scare me for quarterbacks. Um, yeah. I love Kyler, though. I don't think he's number three. And I, met, okay. and I mentioned before that this year I don't think Mahomes, to this point, is in that echelon. I think Mahomes has kind of had just a weird year. And granted, they've won six in a row. They look really good. And which is why a lot, I give of, a lot of it's on him. On that. A lot of it's yeah, on him. Which is why I give that weight. But I wanted to highlight, and if you guys saw my tweet the other day, I, I mentioned him. Justin Herbert is a top three quarterback in the NFL. He's amazing. Justin Herbert is a top three quarterback in the NFL. I'll say it again if you didn't want to hear it the first time. Justin Herbert makes throws that when Patrick Mahomes is right and when Aaron Rodgers was in his prime four years ago are the only quarterbacks of all time that could make. He makes those mm-hmm. types of throws. There was a great example yeah. of it yesterday. It's late in the second half. It's third down. He makes a throw on his while rolling to his right, evading the lineman. I don't remember which Giants lineman it was. He has his arms around him as he's making this throw, so he can't even follow through because he's getting hit on this quarterback pressure. He throws the ball 65 yards in the air on a strike on a dime for a touchdown to end the half to pretty much ice the game at the half. And I, that's literally a throw that three people ever in the history of this game make regularly. Yeah. Because I'm saying three because I think, like, Brett Favre makes that throw. I think he might throw a pick on it a couple times, but I think Brett Favre makes that throw. Uh 
Yeah, Brett Favre was definitely the the mole. Yeah, right. To th- those two. But Obviously, that's it. it I I, th- I think it's Mahomes. I I think it's Rodgers, and then maybe Brett that make that throw ever. And now Herbert's making that throw every week. Um, I I did a little bit of quarterback like film last week because I had a lot of fun going through a YouTube kind of like a delve session, right? And uh, just looking at like Derek Carr things and why his numbers are kind of inflated and why he always throws for a lot of yards but isn't super successful, um, stuff to that nature. And just watching Herbert film, it's actually insane. And, you know, throw out the Oregon bias here. This this dude could have been drafted out of <laughs> Europe. Like, I don't care where he came from, bro. <laughs> the things that he does to, like, create passing lanes for himself so that he can thread a needle that apparently he can just get it through it actually like kind of hurts my brain because like some of these throws like if you guys have time watching this and i'm talking to you especially here brooke if you have time just literally go watch some like justin herbert's insane throws because the windows he's throwing through or like the situations that he's in when he throws these balls are like top of the league like you see it you're like yeah okay that that's a that's what a top quarterback is There's no argument there with Herb because he got a cannon for an arm, too. And he has some electric, electric games, especially he was putting up some numbers to start the year. He he simmered out a little bit. Yeah, he had a little trough there for sure. He he threw a couple picks where some of them weren't his fault. Some were. It's some weird ones. Yeah. So there's no argument there. The cool thing that I want to throw on top of Herbert that we actually talked about uh, before Game-winning drives in the NFL this season. Herbert's leading that. Tied with uh, Big Ben at five. And then with comebacks in the NFL, he's number one as well with five. He's a, so- young he's a sophomore, yeah. He's a sophomore in this league. and Young quarterback, and he's leading his team and being a front-runner for his team, a leader, just dogging it out. Yeah. Hey, and, and listen, if they would have won two or three of those games that they maybe should have, if they would have beaten the Vikings, if they would have won that Patriots game that I really think they could have won, uh, they mm-hmm. just did, they were kind of flat for too much of it. And then yeah. I think um, there was one other game that I, I'm blanking on that they lost. I, I don't remember which one it was. There's one of the games that they probably should have won. If they win two of those three games, they're sitting at nine wins, and he's probably – one B in the MVP conversation, but they kind of had those losses and yeah, I'm not mad at that. So that's my list. I think it's Tom Rogers, Herbert. Mm-hmm. And then Tom, Patty, Kyler. Okay. And then I got probably Patty Stafford, Kyler after that for like a, a round six. Stafford and Rogers are definitely right outside of that. And I think, Throwing Josh Allen in there at um probably at six to round it out would probably be the way to go. Yeah, Josh above Justin. Um, no. <laughs> See, it's we- no. it's weird, man. Like, especially those two, they play like the same football, except Herbert's just like so much smarter. The the thing with Allen though is his legs are better. Mars, so he uses them more. Uh, like, well, yeah. Herbert reminds me a lot of Andrew Luck, actually, just in general. 
Because he has like the sneaky fast legs that you kind of don't expect. Remember, yeah, Andrew so Luck ran the same 40 as Cam Newton. Crazy. <laughs> so it really just all comes down to like, what do you hold at a higher weight with all of it? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Gr- great quarterbacks, though. I'll, however, you want to spin it. Yeah. Some, some great talent. And we're lucky to be able to watch that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's crazy that. Tom and Stafford and uh, kind of weird that Stafford's in that mix now, but Tom Stafford right? and uh, and Rogers are all kind of on the the other side of the hill and they're still dealing. So yeah, absolutely, pretty pretty sick stuff. Uh, but with that and talking about players and all their stats and all that good stuff, we're gonna throw it over to our boy Gerard. He's gonna hit you from the corner. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Gerard, and we're back again with another segment of Fantasy Corner. We're looking at week 14. This is the last week of the regular season. Now it's on to playoffs. So if you made the playoffs, congratulations. If you didn't make the playoffs, I mean, there's always next year. But if you didn't make the playoffs, don't be coming to the last place. And don't be watching my stuff trying to come in last place. So I'm going to make sure I got you guys if you're trying to win or if you're trying to avoid that last place punishment that you guys may have in your leagues. But to start off, we got the QB1, Josh Allen, 300 yards in the air, 100 on the ground, three total touchdowns, 36 fantasy points. Would have had a little bit more, but you know, there was a clear pass interference call on days. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it, but you know how it is. When Brady's on your team, you will be getting a lot of calls for you. Uh, Still kind of hurt. Dalvin Cook, 205 yards, two touchdowns, and... 35 fantasy points whenever Dalvin Cook puts that thing on his shoulder whatever it is he has on there he takes off so good to see Dalvin Cook is looking somewhat healthy uh this year a little bit more than normal and he still has that high production Devontae Adams 10 catches 121 yards for two touchdowns for 34 fantasy points now I think Rodgers and Tay is the best wide receiver quarterback duo in the league you can argue Stafford and uh, Cup, but I think that Tay and Adams have been consistent, so I'm liking for Tay to carry you guys to the playoffs as well. George Kittle had 13 receptions for 151 yards, a touchdown for 34 fantasy points as well. Kittle is a beast that's back-to-back monster performances, and I'm sure it's gonna slow down eventually, but I don't think it's gonna slow down to the point where it's gonna cost you any games or anything like that. C.D. Lamb is who I'm going to be starting because he has an easy schedule for the next couple of weeks. He has the Giants, then he has Washington, then he has Arizona. Arizona can be a little iffy in the championship, but however, the Giants and the Washington secondary aren't the best. So I'm looking at C.D. Lamb. And plus, they're must-win games for the uh, Cowboys to make sure they can finish out and win that NFC uh, East. Devontae Smith plays Washington, and then he plays the Giants. And then he plays Washington and Jets again. So, I mean, look at Devontae Smith. He's not someone who might be in a lot of rosters, like on the starting aspect of it, maybe in deeper leagues, but I'm looking at throwing him in there if you can. Uh, Deontay Johnson, he has Tennessee, then he has Kansas City, then he has Cleveland, all very mid-secondaries. So Deontay Johnson, I'm sure, is going to do well for you guys. And Jalen Waddle, he plays the Giants. I mean, the Giants plays the Jets, he plays New Orleans, and he plays Tennessee again. 